welcome to Archive Treasures, where we delve into the collection of the Trentham and Districts Historical Society to see what treasures we can discover. Each episode of Archive Treasures, we will be speaking to a member from the Historical Society. They will be telling us about something special, an object that has been preserved as part of the archival collection, an interesting event that occurred, or a project that the Society is undertaking. Archive Treasures is produced on Jajawarong country. We acknowledge and pay respects to the traditional owners, and we would also like to extend our respects to their elders, both past and present. In 2010, Richard and Trish Ryan were instrumental in the recordings that came to be known as the Pigtails. These were created to capture some of the stories from the East Trentham area, as told at the Pig and Whistle, from the storytellers themselves. I'm speaking with Trish and Richard today, the people behind the creation of the Pigtails. Before we talk about the pigtails, can you tell me a bit about yourselves? How long have you been in the area? Where did you come from? And what was the attraction for Trentham? Or East Trentham it was, you were in first, wasn't it? Yes, it certainly was. East Trentham, that's one of the first things we learned when we moved into the area was there was a very different East Trentham identity as distinct from Trentham. We were unknown in the area. We knew nobody. So it was a little bit of a risk to move into a rural mm. area as complete newbies. And what's worse, we came from Canberra. I was just going to ask where you came from. Well, it wasn't Sydney. Okay, Canberra. No, it was Sydney originally. Oh, was it? We oh, had moved okay. a bit right. and finished, both finished up working in Canberra for a period of 15 years, then retired and were considering where to go to be within reach of Melbourne, where our granddaughter at the time was, but not in Melbourne. So Trentham was a a nice find. Sorry, I should have said East Trentham. Actually, I think the Pig and Whistle was in fact the only commercial operation in East Trentham. Still is, essentially. And so when we were first uh, considering buying a place out there, we decided we had better explore the Pig and Whistle. We went in one Saturday afternoon, uh, somewhat trepidatious, thinking two newbies coming from Canberra, walking into this country pub three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. We'll walk in and there's going to be, you know, three old guys at the at the bar who'll slowly swing around, look at us and scowl. <laughs> think, what are you doing here? And indeed there were three old blokes sitting at the bar and they did turn around and look at us when we walked in. They were the only ones in the pub, I should say, apart from the publican. But they did turn around and look at us and then immediately started to chat. You know, where are you from? What are you doing here? Hoping to live here? Yes, yes. A very friendly chat we had. Yeah, it those, was endearing. those, it was. Those three were actually um, Al and Jimmy Dickerson and Noel Keogh. Uh, Noel Keogh subsequently became one of the interviewees. Um, Al and Jimmy are still very well known in Trenton. And we're Town. on the list, we just never quite got to them. You had an unexpected introduction, and I guess that would have helped influence your decision to move into the area, to East Trentham, as we say. So you would have 
gotten to know people from the pig and whistle after that good introduction. What got you to the point of creating the pigtails? How did that come about? I think it was repeated Friday nights at the Pig and Whistle. (laughs) (laughs) Infamous Friday nights at the Pig and Whistle. Friday nights at the Pig and Whistle. Um, And just asking people questions and discovering the history of the place and the characters. I must mention, though, actually importantly, uh, Mick Salisbury. Mick and Pam Salisbury were the publicans at the time. Pam was mostly in the kitchen. And Mick was behind the bar. And he was particularly helpful both to us, but also he introduced us to so many of the local characters Mm. and encouraged us in this project and actually came up with the name Pigtails. So, you know, a bit of a debt to Mick. Thank you, Mick. It is a great name, isn't it? Because it links it to the establishment. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. indeed. from what you're saying, Richard, tails is quite a good description. For what <laughs> yes, yes, some curly tails, some some with a hint of truth, some with a suggestion that there's not a lot of truth in there, um, but magnificent tales and magnificently told. That's what impressed us. And I remember thinking it was only about a year after we arrived and we were thinking all these people we've met, all these stories we've heard, and it was you know nearly always the men from the pub telling the stories, but they said something about the area and the history of it, and we were just intrigued. We thought we've got to get these down because, you know, we're all ageing, including ourselves, and the time might come when we just weren't around to do it, and certainly the potential interviewees weren't around to do it. So we just thought we'd better get started. Um, We became fascinated with the pig and whistle itself, delved into its history a bit, but just loved going there on a Friday night I would occasionally go there some other nights during the week um, and meet characters, but um, it was mostly the Friday nights that we... Um, so, yeah, we thought we'd better make a move. I think, too, was the the voices. Uh, we never were quite sure what was going to happen with this sound recordings, but we thought it important to capture the actual voice, yep. the tone of voice, yep. the idiom, the vocabulary. The language was just... Um, uh, resonant you know you thought oh this says something about this area yeah and it it was something that you still I mean we'd come from Canberra Sydney before that Armidale in New South Wales in between and a lot of the this sort of country living and country way of talking and and telling tales you just didn't come across anymore Mm -hmm. I mean I'm sure there are plenty of country towns across the country where you still do but we hadn't encountered it very much and so Trentham just opened up East Trentham, it is East Trentham. Sorry, well, East Trentham. (laughs) And Trentham, yes. How did, I guess there's a couple of questions here. So so the idea came to you. How did you go about making it happen? And, And then I guess the second part of that is how did you choose who to talk to or Making it happen, we, we knew we'd have to try and do a, a reasonable job in terms of the quality. We didn't want to, you know, record into a phone or something like that. We wanted to get quality equipment so that we could get good quality recordings. Unfortunately, our son had just completed a course at RMIT in sound production, and so we sought his help and he recommended equipment that we could use. Um, we subsequently bought a recording desk and a small portable um, and software to, to use it and several microphones so that we could mic up each interviewee. We didn't know at that stage how many people we might in, interview at a time, 
As it turned out, we did two at a time. So two interviewees, me as the interviewer, uh, Trish and a couple of others, Patrick, our son, I think from memory, on the desk, helping at least in the early days on the technical side. Uh, so we, we set that up first. We knew we had to have the quality material. Then the interviewees pretty much picked themselves, the characters we'd come across. And as I mentioned before, we never did quite get to Alan Jimmy Dickerson, so the list was never completed. The first six that we did were, the were as I say, selected themselves from what we'd heard. I guess their age, the fact that they'd been around quite a while and knew the stories and, and the idiom. So there we just had, had those and I originally thought we would do a lot more than just the six for various reasons. We didn't. Well, yes, but some of those reasons, we technically we were fairly limited. We just Once we had the recordings, we thought, now what? Yeah. <laughs> How do we do something with this? But we've been really pleased that we did capture it. And we've just actually been listening to one of the recordings here. How does that make you feel, just hearing what what you actually managed to capture way back in, well, over over a decade ago now? Well, I've listened to them a lot in the intervening years, but what's particularly poignant about the two we heard today is both men in that interview have since died. And that was one of our alarm bells at the beginning, that, that they wouldn't be around forever. We wanted to catch them. So it, it's it's a little... Um, I'd be pleased that you did. That you yeah, absolutely. Did oh, it makes me smile. I just yeah. to hear the Paddy Walsh's voice, who's was hilarious. Paddy Walsh, <laughs> hearing his voice come through like that, I could just remember his jokes at the time. Yeah. You know, and and Bill, Bill Hickey, what a, what a uh, his voice was just so much him and yeah. his style of talking. So it makes me smile to yeah. to yeah. hear them again. They all certainly seem to be. Uh, Good storytellers, should we say. Did, did you have any trouble sort of, I guess, keeping people on track of what you're after? Or I don't think we had much trouble keeping them on track. The, the, the interviews have been edited a bit, right. for which we're very thankful to Josh Burns. Burns, I Josh, Josh Burns. Burns. Josh um, Burns. Not someone we knew personally but as a contact through his mother and he was someone who had the skills to edit them, take out a lot of the superfluous stuff and, and ensure that the the quality stuck with it. And you mentioned before that the, these recordings were made at the Pig and Whistle, but you said it was during the day, not on a Friday night when the place was heaving. Well, I think we've had Buckley's chance, really, <laughs> of getting any clear recordings on a Friday night. Yeah, no so we, we were very I – think, I think they were all done at the time that um, Brendan and Jazzy Hines were publicans. They'd bought the – the um, the license from Mick and Pam Salisbury in the interim, and so Brendan and Jazzy very kindly let us use the back room and yep. set up at uh, sort of two three o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday, and um, just mic up and run cords over the floors. And do you think doing the interviews in that environment that was a comfortable space for the interviewees? Very much so. Feel at home and. Yeah, no, no problem getting relaxed. Right. <laughs> no retirement. They were completely at home. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you think is, looking back now, some of the highlights of... Really. Still, to me, it's the quality of the voice that stands out and the clear pleasure some of these interviewees had in recounting the tales. Right. There was just a lot of pleasure in it. Yeah. for them in sharing 
their stories. Comes through in the voices, doesn't it? Comes through in the voices. There was so much we didn't get. So, so many more things that could have been done. And I should say, early on we did talk about the fact that these were all men and that there were Mm. undoubtedly women's stories too. And we, you know, talked about at some stage we should do that too. Mm. We never got there, unfortunately. No, no. We built a garden instead. You're actually in a temporary accommodation before you moved into your own place? That's right, at first, only for the first, for a few months. We had bought a place in East Trentham and it had tenants in it. So we, for a short term, rented a a house just down the road from the Big and Whistle. So it was impossible to resist going Mm. to the Big and Whistle to start with. And once we'd been, it was impossible to resist going again. You were hooked. Yeah, we were. Yeah. It was a terrific introduction to the area. Very, very warm and welcoming. Was there anything during the interviews that you thought, oh, I wasn't expecting that, or <laughs> or had you you'd probably heard a little bit already? We had heard a bit already. I don't think – I mean, there were some details that came out that we hadn't heard. Mm-hmm. You know, there were certainly some names and some details, local families, local incidents. Mm-hmm. Nothing that surprised us, it, yeah. which is – sort of good because we thought, oh, yeah. this this is exactly what we yeah. had been listening to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I can't recall any surprises. I mean, there were some stories that alarmed you a little. One about the man asleep in the snow and the kids were going to school oh, one morning. Oh, um, And but thought he... Yeah. yeah. Um, but thought, I had heard he that was story. Dead, before. But he wasn't. Yeah, but he <laughs> wasn't. That's right. Shook off the snow and went home. But we shouldn't say too much like that because people who want to listen to the... Tales need to hear them well, themselves. Well, that's right. And I was just about to say, so thank you for agreeing to talk to me today. As I said, we're hoping to put the podcasts out so that people can hear them Excellent. over a decade ago. So um, oh. unfortunately a lot of, well, yeah. say four of the participants have passed on already, yep. uh-huh. which is why it's so great to, and hearing their voices again, I'm sure, is, yeah, it's, it's, a wonder, it's a wonderful way memories and the stories. And thank you, Rosie, for picking it up and running with it. And to Susie Spence, who did put yes, a lot yes. of Susie effort Spence has had a lot of in the interim. <laughs> so, you know, it's yeah. great to see someone do that. Mm. Yeah. Well, if you hadn't done what you've done, we wouldn't be where we are now. So thank you both, and I look forward to keeping you in touch with what happens. Thanks, thank Rosie. You have been listening to stories from within the archives. I'm Rosie Hill, and this is Archive Treasures. If you would like to hear further episodes, you can find our podcasts on our website, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the Podbean app. Archive Treasures is produced by the Trentham and Districts Historical Society. If you'd like to contact us, you can send an email to hs at trentham.org.au or go to our Facebook page, Trentham and Districts Historical Society, Australia. I hope you can tune in next time for more archive treasures. Archive Treasures